D-P-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Hey, from Toronto and Sweden and Toronto, it's us, back <laughs> in our pandemic squares here. Yeah. Pan- pandemic squares, it's... uh. Uh, you know what's funny? I was saying to Jesse beforehand when we when we on the video side of the show, if you're watching it, yeah. you'll see us in our, our our heads in the three squares. And I remember when we switched to Zoom for the first time over the pandemic, people were like, "How come?" And we were like, "Because it's a pandemic." And then when we switched back 18 months later and had our own studio for the first time in my basement. They were like, man, I missed the squares. So here you are. Yeah, because there was people who discovered us during 2020. Yes. And all they knew was the square boxes that we are in and us doing it from our homes. And then when we were actually in person, they're like, what is this? They didn't you know, guys know each other. They didn't know the Fan 590 studios. They didn't know the <laughs> Purelator truck, Bell Media Studios. Oh, the Purelator truck. <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> Steven? Yeah, you, you guys missed it. Uh, we did not. No, I, I met a bunch of people um, who said they got into us during the pandemic yesterday. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's great. That's great. And, and listen, uh, we've kind of been following along. We've Jesse and I have intentionally not asked Steve as much as possible because we didn't we didn't want to wreck the surprises. So like, how is it, man? Right. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. Uh, can't breathe through my nose because the air is extremely dry. But uh, other than that, like, dude, it's uh the tap water mecca of the world, first of all. It is absolutely the... You know what? Right there. It's absolutely fantastic tap water in Sweden. Okay. Um, Great. Uh, is there a reason for that? Extremely... I think it's the glaciers. I think it's oh. everything to do with the Arctic and the subarctic. Um It's an extremely well-traveled event. He knows. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> Drew and I were laughing like... Like, we thought we would meet way more Swedish people. Um, <laughs> like, everyone is... I, I think we we rattled off, um, like, 16 different countries we've met people from. Wow. Um, cool. Basically, yeah, basically every nation in the UK. Uh, France, Czechia, Lithuania, Poland, Germany. Um, uh, just an un- unbelievable... Uh, amount of people um every fan base is well traveled Mm -hmm. um like it's not like just leave fans or just red wings fans or anything um i saw a guy dressed in a full excited oh sorry go ahead go ahead well no no it's it's okay like every everyone's really excited but um in a very swedish way Mm. like this is it it's so clean and it's except for today uh, because it's Saturday here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess it's Saturday there now too. It's also Sorry. Saturday. We, Drew and I have been so confused about the time, um, but uh, uh, everyone's just really quiet. Oh, everyone's just really quiet and kind of keeps to themselves. And on Saturday, they're like, "Oh, let's go shopping," and then they go shopping. But like other than that, it's just a beautiful, trash-free, quiet place. <laughs> I think I think my favorite very Swedish reaction to things was William Nylander's grandmother sitting and just kind of gently clapping when he scored that big goal to tie it up. Like she was very, by the way, her fashion sense on point. My, my wife, Natalie was like, she's like, yeah, that's how I want to dress when I'm that age. And I want to look like that too. I've seen at least two men in tuxedos. Really? Wow. They were just sitting at a restaurant. No. How many members of the Nylander family? That's about, <laughs> How many members of the Neilander family they have you met? Been. 
zero. Um, but I, I will tell you the one thing I don't like about Sweden, and it's starting to piss me off. What's that? Um, is uh, I've taken a lot of pictures with people, and I'm the shortest person in almost every photo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're they're kind of all tall, blonde, and almost gorgeous, aren't they? Photo. Yeah. Oh yeah, no Sweden, like lots of yeah, known known for really just ugly people. <laughs> no, dude, like it's and just mean. everyone is. <laughs> Everyone is a, like a six foot three supermodel, and it's uh, like you wouldn't even need to hear me speak to know I'm a tourist. You're like, oh, I think the pudgy guy might not be. <laughs> <laughs> turns, out, turns out, I want to know, yeah, like, what sorts of things have you done as a fan? Because I know they have a fan fest. You were skating today, and then you've been at all the games. So, what kind of extracurricular stuff have you done besides the games? I, I didn't get on the ice today. I was just I was just taking a picture of that, but I desperately want to. Um, people, people at the fan fest, uh, we were like shooting interviews with with people, and um, a couple people just like skated by us, and they're like, "Do you want to get me breaking on camera?" And we're like, "What? This dude? It's it's like a circle. There's a statue in the middle of this ice pad. This dude." doesn't even get through the first 25% of the loop. And I'm like, he's going to kill some child. Like he, he's just going to completely run them over. He goes so friggin' fast and just like right in front of our camera. Some kid saw it and they're like, do you want to see me break? And the, so we're going to get a ton of uh, B roll of that. Um, we've just eaten all of Stockholm. Ooh. Like we've, we've had the best dude, uh, the Swedish meatballs with the lingonberry. Extremely good. Um, I have to go to Italy uh, because this is the best pizza I've ever had, like place to place to place. Wow. Um, the bread is goaded. The uh, uh, garlic bread is goaded. Um, I have never brushed my teeth this much in my entire life because <laughs> everything is onions and garlic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I would... Like, Everything is onions and garlic. And like, I had to think about it. And I was like, yesterday, I was like, I've brushed my teeth five times today. Wow. <laughs> and like, I think that might have been before bed. So like, yeah, it was like half a dozen times just because like, I don't, I don't know how you go on a date here uh, other than like, maybe you just. Uh, well, if you both have had onions and garlic, you like, don't smell it. Yeah. Right? You're kind of even. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I remember. You I just uh, rub your <laughs> on, garlic on, tongues together. On yeah. bre breakfast television, we used to have uh, what we called Whopper Wednesday. So as soon as Burger King would open, the entire staff would order a, a burger at 8 a.m. Oh. And, uh, and, yeah. and I'd have to do my hit with Dina. And then and it would just reek. And she was like, she was like, listen, I'm Italian. I don't mind. <laughs> and that's what she <laughs> Kevin would be out there complaining. And Dina would be like, it doesn't matter to me. I, I don't mind the stench. It's good. Reminds me of home. Um, so, Steve, no. I got to ask you this because we, we, yes, we, I want to know about the Zabina Jad burger, because I know you went to the restaurant. It was like the first thing that you did. The number 93. How's it taste? Again. Onions, onions, baby oh. onions. It should be called the Chuck Swirsky burger. It is, uh, it's, it was really good, but it's, it's funny. Like we're drew and I are like walking into walls. We have no idea what time it is. And our, our first night in Sweden, we're just like, Oh, broader nest. What, what, whatever that is, it says pizza and burgers. Let's just walk in. And we see there's a Zabanajad burger and we're like, Oh, I guess 
like the place is just a fan of Zabanajad. And then we see like a couple other things on the menu that have to do with Zabanajad. And then we look up on the wall and there's me because Zabanajad. And so we Googled it and like there's this whole thing. Like Broderness is partially owned by Mika Zabanajad. And the article that we found was there's a hockey team in Sweden. I can't remember which one it is, but they bought a steak in the restaurant, mm. not like a like a meal steak, like they bought part ownership yeah. of the restaurant uh, or the chain of restaurants because there's lots of them. And people were pissed off because Mika Zibanejad came up through the Urgarden um, system, which is the team that I believe Matt Sundin co-owns. That's right. Gabriel Aniskog played there. Lot, lots of players have played there. And, but people were mad that he would sell to like a rival team. And he had to release a statement like, your garden is my only Swedish hockey team. Like, the, the, oh, my, my God, Swedish hockey love. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the burger was delicious. <laughs> oh, it was good. Yeah. OK, that's funny. You know, no, you haven't visited that meal yet. You haven't visited Ikea yet. No, dude, no. Drew was getting messages from all of his buddies because he posted a picture of uh, of the swedish meatballs that we had and they're like oh are you at ikea he's like no i'm an actual sweden <laughs> like it's a meatball the size of your fist like, okay they, they don't give you that in uh in ikea bud <laughs> quick maybe question. they do here i don't know i haven't checked it out quick by the way they do have swedish meatballs at ikea they even have that in in toronto uh but i i no, i want to ask you because drew of any person that i know has the worst culinary takes of all time so I want to know how he yes. reacted to Swedish meatballs. Is it like he took a bite and was like, no, I'd rather eat a ketchup sandwich or like what was his thing? Yes, Drew and Travis Yost have the worst food oh, take of all time. But yes. he's actually been a very good boy and actually, oh, Travis is shocking. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, motor oil as a dipping sauce for pizza. <laughs> it's delicious. No, no, Drew has been a good boy and uh, he said everything's been delicious. Everything's been delicious, right? Oh my god! This guy's just on his Nintendo DS, right? Really? <laughs> Behind the laptop. DS. He doesn't it's have a switch. Why doesn't he have a switch? Yeah. Oh wait, is it your DS or your switch? It's the switch. Yeah. I'm an idiot. What Sorry. are you talking? What game? What game? Yeah, it's not 1999. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What game? What'd you say? What game? What game? What is it? Mario what? How Mario can I Wonder. hear Yeah, I heard you, that. I can hear him, Steve. What's wrong with your ears? <laughs> I don't know. That's, these are really good. These are noise cans. These are, um, it's a, it's a, it's funny because, you know, Steve's on a bit of a delay, so there's going to be some, some delays yeah. in here. I mean, you would have. sweet it. He's in Sweden. It, <laughs> you it's, can expect a little you know, bit sorry. of a delay. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. You know, it's not, we're not like equipped like CNN is to have, even them, even them, it's like, well, that's right, Jim. Uh, there's like a pause. So that's sort of how yeah. the episode's going to be. Now, Steve, I, you know, obviously um, you were able to watch uh, the Ottawa-Detroit game on Friday. We'll talk about the Leafs game in a second here. But the problem from our end is that we weren't. Um, you know, it was a major Legally. issue in Canada. Legally, we were not allowed to watch it. Yeah. Um, and what happened, Jesse, you did a whole thing on this on the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Yeah. Can you can you sort of talk about a little bit where, like what the hell happened? Sure. Yeah, because because all Ottawa Senators games that air on TSN are blacked out. Like this has been a thing all all year long. But yes. because this is a global series game, 
hockey fans kind of expected and were under the impression that this would be more would be a national game. You, you mean a global series? Game. Uh, <laughs> global you would expect that it's in the name that it would be a national game airing on Sportsnet and it would be available to everybody. But this the game on Friday also counted as a regional game, so it was only available to the Ottawa Senators region only. Uh, so you, and you, so if you're in the Toronto area and you try and watch it on TSN, it is blacked out. For now, you. if you're in Vancouver, it's the same thing. If you're in Halifax, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's blacked out. And there's there's certain exceptions. Like there are certain pockets where you can get it on the uh, – you can get the uh, – there's certain subscription tier on Sportsnet Plus. Like there's an ultimate package where you can skip some blackouts and that sort of stuff. But the majority of, of fans, to be honest, don't have that. And they have uh, their TSN package or whatever, you know, and they, and they can't see it. So, yeah, a lot of fans were expecting to watch that game on Friday, but it turned out to be a regular regional Ottawa Senators game. Yeah, I think and it same for the game today. So yeah, so this is the thing is that I believe can, can you sports help me understand that. So, sure, sure. Go ahead. Well, so help me understand that. So I I at home I have a subscription to TSN mm-hmm. uh like through cable. I have a subscription to Sportsnet, but it doesn't matter that I had the description or sorry, subscription. It's just if I'm trying to watch in Toronto, it's blacked out. Yes. Yeah. All Ottawa Senators games on TSN have been blocked out all year. Yeah. They're the regional games. The ones That's they nonsense. air on. And, and now with the ones uh, that are played by, by Winnipeg or Vancouver, that even the ones like by Vancouver that are outside of a Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, those are national games. Those can air to everybody. If it's a Tuesday in Vancouver on Sportsnet West. That's blacked out for us as well. It's happened to me several times yeah. this year. Now, it's it's interesting. That's because, outdated nonsense. Well, it's yeah. outdated nonsense. And it's also Sportsnet refusing to pick up the TSN feed and running it on their app. That's what it is. And, and you know, also part of nonsense. part of it is that Sportsnet has the, the national right. So if, if Sportsnet wanted to, they could pick this game up like they do with American games and run the feed directly from TSN. See, I don't know if they could do it now because it's written into their contract. It is. You know, well, I, I think that would have had to been established back in 2013. Yes. Here, so interestingly so, yes. enough, a, a friend of ours, his name's Adam Seaborn, tweets about the media a lot in Canada. And, and he said that the next contract in Canada in a couple of years uh, will have flexible rules on regional blackouts. The reason they have regional blackouts, by the way, in case you're you're un- you're not understanding, uh, and I don't blame you because it's kind of boring. Na- Sportsnet bought the national hockey package. I-, I think 70 Leaf games are national games, and only about 12 of them are-, are regional games. And it's because the Leafs are a big draw across the country, and you can make a lot of money that way. A team like Ottawa, which is a little bit more localized, uh, although there's Sens fans everywhere, um, they want to keep that regional because A, that's the package that TSN bought, and B, it's for local commercials. So maybe you won't see as much from like the Bay or Honda, but you'll see like a local garage or a local restaurant or whatever. That is the I, the prevailing idea. That was relevant in the 80s and relevant in the 90s. But as soon as the internet and streaming and all that stuff kind of came into in the 2010s, it became irrelevant and it's a relic of the past. And and the the the, the issue is... You know, Adam tweeting that was great that, you know, oh, the next package will have flexible rules on this. The issue, guys, is they can fix it right now by having some foresight and saying, hey, for these games, the expectation is it's available nationally. The problem is we don't have enough people employed in Canada to look after that stuff. These these media companies are severely understaffed. And number two, the NHL probably isn't thrilled about it, but they're not willing to do anything about it because it's a problem from two two years from now. So what it forces people to do is find 
streams on the internet, which may or may not lead to pop-ups on their computer. Believe me, people don't want to stream illegally if they can help it. And uh, the reality of the situation is they can fix this right now. They can fix this right they now. They have to amend oh, yeah. contracts to fix it. And, and, and contract addendums happen all the time. Yeah, you can but do that. I, I think it's it's a problem that we cause a, a stink about. And then uh, uh, when the TV contracts are up, they'll hopefully drop something. And like what I was advocating for is I hope one of the streamers comes by and, and buys one of the the NHL rights and just creates the ultimate package where you're a fan. You can buy you can go on the Apple app or you mm -hmm. go on Amazon Prime and you get every NHL game. And it's so simple and it's so easy. Or yep. it's a YouTube TV yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because that one stop solution should be how it is moving forward. And I was watching um, the F1 qualifying race from Vegas that happened overnight. And F1 has a thing called F1 TV. And it's the simplest thing in the world. It's one app where all of the races are available. There's pre-game programming, there's post-game programming, there's highlights, there's everything, and you get it all. And I, I hope the NHL comes up with some kind of solution like that, where it's international, where it's across for all hockey fans. Because right now, in the States, they have ESPN+, Plus, but their black, regional blackouts are reversed from ours, where they're, you're supposed to get everything on ESPN+, Plus, but they blackout games on there, so that if you're in the local region, you have to go watch the television. Yes. So Eric Young, who lives in Nashville and doesn't have the station that the Nashville Predators air on, is blacked out from watching Preds games on the ESPN app. So he can't watch Nashville Predators games, even though he lives in and Nashville. Again, all you have to do to fix that, all you have to do to fix that, it's a really simple solution. Force the broad, force the national rights holder, ESPN, to carry the game. And if you're worried about local commercials reaching local audiences, there's this thing called ad substitutions, targeted ads. I don't know. Dude. Uh, when you log on to Meta... You see, you can see local ads. Meta is not a Canadian company. You could see, you could see localized ads because they're able to target you by your IP. This is such an easy fix. Steve, go ahead. From Sorry. From the moment I've landed here, my TikTok ads started showing me Swedish stuff. <laughs> like, dude, like how we have the technology. We have this. And like I, I saw some people talking about like, oh, people just like to complain about everything. People are so no, cheap. No. Uh no. I, I pay for I pay for both stations in this uh basically monopoly country uh biopoly whatever you want to call it uh i should be able to watch the game i should be able to watch the game beginning middle ed um it's ridiculous that uh it was blacked out at all the concept of blackouts is antiquated it's old and y you know what you know what i'm glad happened um that i saw with the the sends red wings game is at first, I saw people complaining, right? Usually, I see people complaining about this. Then what I've started to notice more is people making jokes about, oh, I'm going to, you know, ride the seven seas, wink, you know, or sail <laughs> the seven seas, and they're making piracy jokes. Then Friday, I just saw people out and out say, well, guess I'm going to steal it. Well, and guess they, I'm going to steal it. And what, what, what choice have you given them at that point? You haven't given them any choice. Like, I, I keep bringing this up. Like, I, you know, I, I know he's, I know we don't sp speak of him Voldemort style, but like back in the day, Louis C.K. had a comedy special and he made it available on a very elementary website, like on, on a very basic website. And it was, if you pay $5, you get to download this comedy special. You, and like, it, it wasn't difficult. Like it just, it's a link 
and you download the file. It was almost like a like a Wii transfer, mm-hmm. um, if any of you are familiar with that site. And he said, yes, it would be easy to steal, but just please don't. And what we discovered is the vast majority of people are actually just good and honest and willing to pay a reasonable price for something. And, you know, they paid their five bucks, they downloaded the special, and that was it. Just make it easy or people are simply going to take it. Like, oh, well, they got to make money. You are lighting money on fire with this shit. You're, you're doing two things. You're ruining your own business because people are just going to steal your product. Or number two, which is probably worse, they're just not going to consume it. Yes. Yeah. Too much. I, oh, I can't watch the Sens uh, Red Wings game. Guess I'll watch something else. Is, is basketball on TV? Is soccer on TV? Maybe I'll play video games or something. Guess I'll do something else. Yeah. It's, it's so ridiculous and so antiquated. And, you know, let's, let's, you know, I don't want to trash a former employer, but like the elephant in the room is there's four games over here, mm-hmm. right? We, we want them televised nationally. Uh, but it, you know, and if they're on TSN, they can't televise them nationally because TSN doesn't have those rights, but there's four games being uh, shown over here. Sportsnet has one of them. But, One but, of but guys, Sportsnet does have the ability the to pick national- up the stream. They do have the ability to run the TSN feed, but they won't they, do it. They don't right now, like under the contract rules. I'm pretty sure that they can pick it up and just and, yeah, like, and, and restream it. I know they can yeah, restream uh, it. But then you they couldn't do that but, on cable. They, they can't do that on cable. They, like, right. It would still, on the app, you have can. to accept that. Yeah, you're right. No, but I, I'm pretty sure each like each other can, and they're never going to work together. Yeah, you would still need uh, the Sportsnet Plus subscription plus the ultimate NHL package and all that stuff yeah. to get that. How much? That. How much do you pay for your top TSN package? Like cable a month? Oh, is it cable? Yeah, or no, I yeah, I just have like cable because both of my because I don't have cable. Both of my TSN and Sportsnet subscriptions overall cost me close to one hundred dollars a month. Just the two of them. That's a lot. And I still and that's can't. Preposterous. Yeah, that's it's a it's a joke. Preposterous. And you know, and that's that's the thing is that listen, this isn't a. This isn't a hit on Sportsnet on-air personalities or Sportsnet producers. This is a hit on the National Hockey League not no. taking care of its own business. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the thing, is that if you have a global series, it's literally in the brand. Make the game available globally. Make sure every city and every country can watch it. I know it's a Friday afternoon game. I know you don't expect high ratings. Uh, the reality of it is trying to make it... By the way, it's a PA day for a lot of kids yesterday, so a lot of kids could have watched it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think... That's right. Yesterday... I, I, or sorry, um, Friday and, and, and that sort of thing. This is the type of thing that is so easy. And this is what we keep harping on, you know, for sports to take hold in a home. I didn't come from a hockey home. My dad, uh, is a, uh, open wheel racer, NASCAR guy. Uh, my mom at best was a football fan. I, my, my parents didn't give a shit about hockey, either of them. And the reason I fell in love with hockey is because I started to see it come up and I started to watch Doug Gilmore score, score a bunch of goals, and then Matt Sundin, and then I became fanatical yeah. about it. And it I was didn't because grow up in a big hockey house either. Because it was readily available, because it was on TV, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Let me watch that as a seven or eight year old, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what we have forgotten, we've gotten so much into how much money we can make on it. We have forgotten as a game, or the NHL head office has forgotten how what it takes to get into 
people's lives. And I think it's interesting. I was reading an article. One of the uh, things I love is front office sports. They're really about the sports business. And they were talking about how in the United States over the air, like antenna television is having a moment right now and how they expect, even though big streamers are going to come in. And I think the NBA wants to make $75 billion off their next streaming deal. Can you believe that? $75 billion with wow. a B. Okay. That's their goal over like a 10 year period. Um, the over-the-air streaming, right? The things that we were talking about, the Phoenix Suns ownership, sending you antennas to your house so you can install it and watch Phoenix Suns game because you can get 70 of them on, on over-the-air broadcasts. I can't believe we're talking about this, but this is what this is all leading to. And what the Phoenix, what the Phoenix Suns are trying to do is make Phoenix Suns basketball a part of the lives of people who live in the area and want to watch it. And what the NHL has done a terrible job of doing is trying to attract a new fan. They know the hardcores. They know we're going to try to find the game. We'll pirate it illegally. We'll do whatever we need to do. But you need to find the people that are iffy, the people that might like it, the people that could fall in love with it. You need to bring those people in. And if you if you segment it to an outrageously, extremely premium production, you're just not going to get them anymore. And people are going to abandon your sport. And that's what we're seeing. Sean Fitzgerald wrote an entire book about it. And I think that's the that's the the frustration here and 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 the weird part about it is you know like uh, th nobody's made a comment about it you know no one's talked about it i mean we've well, talked about have. it but nobody said hey oh uh, you know what we'll fix that yeah what we are what we're well, asking gonna say a tv <laughs> what we're asking from the league is when you were planning the global series in in sweden and we were asking you to have some foresight for the situation and say hey we're gonna have the games Thursday through Sunday, but we're going to make those Thursday through Sunday games. They'd have to be on Sportsnet, so they have to be national games. And I don't know if what sort of compensation you have to kick back to TSN to take those games, but it would have to be a Sportsnet broadcast from Thursday through Sunday so that these games can be seen by the entire country. And they didn't think about it. And, and how about this? How about this? How about I don't think the national rights holder wanted these games, guys. No, I, I, I don't, don't think, think they the did either. Yeah. No, no, I, I think else they would have like, talked about they have the, they have the right to do that regionally outside of the Ottawa region. Sportsnet could have run a, a simulcast. They could have they could have put their own people on it, but they probably just didn't want to spend the money. No, they they don't because they, it was, it was, they can do that on they can air national games on a Wednesday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, is it, that it? It, it, like we're asking them to amend the contract of the national rights that that Rogers enough. has. Then like, they should do that, that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like we needed them to sit down when these games were in Sweden and establish that hey, we're gonna break the rules of what we have written down. Agreed. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as as plainly as I'm willing to. Uh, I worked at Sportsnet for nine years. Everyone I worked with was wonderful, and I worked for wonderful bosses. Um, none of them think any of this is a good idea. So it's coming from upstairs. Take from that what, like, make a con conclusion. You're almost there. It, you know, like uh, it's the the company at the top needs to want this. It needs to want to foster hockey and needs to want hockey to be successful and uh, you know generally when you don't want something bad enough it fails i also don't know that that's necessarily in their business interest they're looking at this like we've got a couple years left on this deal uh it's a boat it's a boat anchor for the company it really is a very expensive contract that they could never have made money on and i don't think they are um if they're making money back on else. this 
Well, but that's the Give thing. It to someone else. Well, you can't though. You've got the deal signed. So, you know, we're keeping it for now. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're gonna see I don't think we're gonna see improvements over the next couple of years until this moves to a new a new agreement. Uh, whether that's with Rogers, with Bell, or with one of the big streamers. That's just the reality. Um, and I, I feel yeah. uh and, and the shame Go ahead, sorry. Well, the, the 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 shame that this is the story back home because I was telling people this. They're like, "Oh yeah, you know, how does Canada view this?" And I'm like, "What? Well, Canada doesn't view this <laughs> yeah. um, because, like, you know, everything I'm hearing from back home is no one was able to watch the fucking games. Mm-hmm. Um, the the shame that this is such a big, it's having been uh, in Stockholm for several days. It's such a shame that this is the big story back in North America, or, or at very least Canada." Because over here, it's the blast. Everyone's enjoying it. Everyone's having a good time. They're buying all the very limited merch. And, uh, you know, just having a great time. Having a great time uh, meeting people from all over the world. Um, You know, people telling stories about, here's how I got into hockey. I got into it when I was a kid. I got into it very recently. I was into it when I was a kid. Fell out of love with it. Fell back in love with it. Uh, You know, it's just countless wonderful stories over here and back home where two of the four teams that were invited are playing. It's just misery. Well, it's, I wouldn't call it that like locally, like I'll be honest with you watching. I know that Ottawa fans were pretty jacked about that Tim Stutzla overtime goal. uh, That bat out of air, crazy ass goal. That was such a cool goal. Like amazing. Um, that was so dumb. And I can tell you, Holy. Leafs fans were pretty thrilled yesterday with the comeback. Mm-hmm. And by the way, how many people texted you, tweeted you about yeah. the betting the comeback, by the way? Oh, my gosh. I got so <laughs> many bets. <laughs> we were it's talking so- about it, the, the BetMGM segment on Monday. Yeah. Always bet the comeback for the Leafs. Uh, some people got risky and they just, stealing. they just took the money line of like, hey, I'm just going to bet the Leafs to win when they were down to nothing. I was like, oh, I'm not that risky. I want the plus two and a half goals. But like so many people uh, yeah. tweeted me and shouted and sent screenshots of them winning money. Like we won people some legit money by just telling them bet <laughs> bet least plus the goal plus the goals uh whenever they're down it's awesome the number one question i was asked by uh you know people who are visiting is like is this the leaf experience and i'm like yeah <laughs> no this is how they win games man yeah 100 you know, now so sh- Steve- should we be worried about it i'm like nah you worry about it after new year's yeah <laughs> right yeah. now you just rack up the points ra- rack them up and after new year's you start going Okay, you should probably be good, like, you know, all three periods, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe take a few fewer penalties. So, Um, yeah, that that was a a question from your LFR that you did outside the arena, outside of Avicii Arena. That was was, was a very smart question. Like, like, should we be worried about these comebacks? And I think that's a it's a really valid question, a valid point. You know, you don't want a team that gets down all the time because that's an issue. But I think, yeah, the way you described it in that, hey, it's it's when when Christmas ends, you can start worrying about your diet again. When Christmas ends and we're in January, we can start working, worrying about the Leafs troubles, but ride it out for now. I think um yeah I'm I'm fattening up. I'm getting warm. <laughs> you know, so so are the Leafs. You s- s- store it. Store those points in your gut. Um and then in January get on the bike. So what's the um uh when when you walk into the arena yesterday and I know listen I with no offense to 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 Senators fans, I do really want to know about the Leafs game on this one because you know apparently William Nylander's been the star. People are going nuts yes. everywhere he shows up. So, um, 
what was it like walking into that arena yesterday and what's Avicii arena like? Yeah. Okay. So I, I got to start back at Friday's game. Okay. So sends Detroit. Uh, and, uh, the reason is, so you walk in, it's very similar design to, um, uh, I, I, oh God, I can't remember the name of it, it but the arena in Nashville mm-hmm. where, where the predators play. Bridgestone Bridgestone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's really steep. Really, really steep. Um, the chairs are old. <laughs> They're a little rickety. Um, and I don't know if this shows up well on the broadcast, but the 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 boards and glass are actually kind of makeshift. Yeah. Uh, because they, they talked about it on the broadcast. Ice. Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. So it's Olympic size. Oh, by the way, now, now I can say this. I, I don't think I said this in the LFR video. There's only two games left. I will bet money. Someone shatters one of those panes of glass. Yeah. I, like <laughs> the sound it makes isn't right. The sound it makes isn't right at all. Um, like they're really weird, skinny. Like I, I've never seen them before. And the sound they make, someone hits them with a hard enough slap shot. I don't know so much about a hit, but a hard enough slap shot, we will get a delay of game uh, with a, a broken pane of glass. Mm-hmm. So we we go in there, and uh, you know the Sens go up four nothing in the first game, and it's it wasn't as loud as I thought it would be, and I was I was talking to some people about this, like you know it's different when you know maybe you're in a different country, like there were people from all over the world, right, and you know, you don't all know each other and you're and you're all just sort of taking it in instead of being the experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it'd be different if I was to go to a random October uh, Swedish, uh, you know, game and, you know, I'm one of the few Canadians in the audience or whatever. And, it's, you know, it's not this special thing. I would be watching everyone losing their mind and doing their, you know, you know, big, big chance or whatever. Um uh, but this is, it's almost like everyone's waiting for the experience to come to them and they haven't realized that they're the experience. But as soon as Detroit scored to make it 4-1, like it was, it was ridiculously loud. And that's when I went, oh, this is a Detroit crowd. Right. Like there there are a lot of Sens fans there, but this is, oh, this is the majority of fans here are cheering for Detroit. Right. And yesterday was a little bit similar where the first Detroit goal goes in pretty big pop. Second one goes in and it's Lucas Raymond, the Swede, right? So much bigger pop. And then the leaf score and then Willie ties it. It's a game tying goal and it's William Nylander. Like just, it it was so loud. So amazing. Uh, And then obviously Tavares, like it, it helps that both games especially at the end, were just genuinely very exciting. Yeah. yeah. With um, the with the broadcast that you wouldn't have seen, uh, the, you can hear the boards. So the, the thing you're mentioned talking about and all the boards and stuff, whenever there's an impact against it, it's like a squeaking noise, and it's a different kind of noise that you're not used to in National Hockey League games. So you kind of you can hear the boards, and you kind of know that they're different. You can also just see it, that they're a little wonky. So like I, I bet your prediction of one of them breaking is kind of correct. And they, and they were talking a lot on the broadcast, too, because you're talking talking about the Detroit crowd, the two biggest teams at historically in Sweden are the Red Wings one and the Leafs two. That's yeah. why they went over yes. there. So I'm not surprised at all that the crowd was pro Red Wings. 
I'm excited for tonight though because uh, supposedly there was a whole plane full of uh, Minnesota fans coming from Czechia. Oh, cool! Um, Michael Russo and someone else I can't remember um, had like an event. Like they they uh, they rented out a bar. They, uh, they rented out a sports bar in Stockholm called Yep, you guessed it, O'Leary's. Oh, of course, <laughs> um, of course. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, uh, yeah, it, so I, I think there are going to be a surprising amount of uh, wild fans here. That's uh, that's great. I mean, listen, there's uh, there's significant Swedish talent on all the teams. So you walk into the arena. It's a bit steep. It's a bit, you know, loud and a bit older probably than, you know, what we're used to in, in Canada. Much we, older. Where in North America, we you know, once an arena is 20, it's like, scrap it. It's dead. It's shit. Um, <laughs> but... Um, when the when the Leafs kind of scored, by the way, if you're a Red Wings fan, I feel really bad for you because they had a stranglehold on both games and blew both games. Yeah. That sucks. But when you know when the Leafs started to kind of claw back in the second period, or sorry, the third period, um, uh, like you know, you get that first. Uh, I believe it was Bertuzzi who scored first. Um, you know, what's the what's the feeling? Are you feeling there's a Toronto crowd there? Are you feeling like it's starting to get loud? Yes, but th- there was the there there was the very typical Toronto anxiety. Oh. Um, so s- second intermission, I, s- I spoke to this girl who was a student in Stockholm from the Czech Republic, and um, she was like, she rattled off some stats. She's like, so the Leafs have scored at least a goal in I think it's a hundred and seventy consecutive games. And this is my first game. <laughs> Am I going to see them get shut out? No, that's that's Leafs anxiety. A hundred percent. Yeah. So Bertuzzi finally scores. Uh, I, I think it was cool. Like, not just for the Leaf fans there, but also like there, there's the other thing about these games is there's a ton of neutral uh, spectators as well. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there's people who are just like, oh, the NHL's here, mm-hmm. you know, and, you, you know, if you're a neutral spectator, you're not necessarily going to freak out because someone scored the 2-1 goal but it was a cool story or it was a cool goal narrative wise because it's Tyler Bertuzzi right the the former Red Wing scoring a, against his former team um I don't remember if Nylander I think Nylander did get the assist on that one he so did there was a pretty big pop for that yeah yeah that that was all Willie yeah that goal yeah yeah um you know Bertuzzi just had to do the Tyler Bertuzzi thing and stand in the blue paint and whack it in um so you, you started to see uh, people, people get up uh, about that, and oh, I, I gotta say the um, <laughs> there were some cloudy eyes. I'll, I'll I'll put it that way. They everyone was really well hydrated in Sweden. So when that third period came around, they were all they were all uh, in a they were in a mood that was ready for a comeback. Put it that way. Okay, and Nylander scores to tie yeah. it up. What's that like? Well, I mean, you could basically hear where his family was sitting. <laughs> was Again, like, his grandmother you know, didn't even get up. She was like, you know, just nice little clap, nice little golf clap. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah, there's, there's, you know, a lot of neutral spectators there, and no one in his family is one of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they were freaking out, and everyone was really happy, and you could tell there's extra fanfare. And, and it, it also helped that even though it was a road game for the Leafs, a, it was majority Leaf crowd. B, um, I think they played everyone's goal horn. Like, I'm pretty sure the Sens and Red Wings both had their goal horn. Uh, 
Leafs had their goal horn. But also the in-ring announcer is Mike Ross, who is the uh, the Leafs mm-hmm. in-ring announcer um, uh, in Toronto. So, you know, he's he's being neutral and he's he's announcing the goals for everyone. But you could tell there was a little, little extra pizzazz uh, for the Leafs. And, you know, and he put it on and, you know, understood the... Uh, the moment? Uh, well, the the moment like the, you you said the whole event like seemed to be basically with William Nylander at the center of it. Well, he scored. Yeah, right. Like this this is what we all wanted is you know whether the Leafs win or lose, we just want to see a reaction to William Nylander doing the thing, um, and and that's what we got. So it was it was great, and and you know it's two two at that point, so it's a brand new game. So whether you're a Leaf fan or a neutral uh fan um you know it's an exciting moment when the when the game is tied it kind of sucks if you're a red wings fan (laughs) (laughs) it's it's weird that the leafs or i guess they're the only ones who wanted to foot the bill to bring the announcer for the arena because none of their games are home games like they play don't they play two road games technically in sweden so why do they get their announcer there but i guess mls is the only one who's willing to fly over their guy i'm just assuming well it's it's interesting tactically, actually. Yeah. So uh, I think I flagged this um, on a recent podcast. The Leafs have to play the tired team both games. Good. So Fuck em. they played the tired. Yeah, well, first of all, Adam's right. <laughs> Second of all, they, they had to play the tired Red Wings. And then tomorrow they're going to play the tired Wild. But they're also the road team both games. Yeah. So if you're going to give a team the advantage of you play the tired team both nights, you might as well at very least give the team that they're playing, you know, last change. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's not necessarily the home crowd advantage, but at very least tactically you, you get the the advantage of of last change, which I don't I don't know if that's fair, but it's as fair as it can be, I guess. Speaking of line changes, can we talk us for a second about the Leafs being the worst team in the league at changing lines uh, once again? Please take it. If they first of all they lead the league in bench miners, like it's not not a, just this year. Over the last three seasons, it's Jesse, not an eye test. It is not Leafs fandom being, oh, you guys are freaking out about something little. No, they are literally by the stats the worst team in the Sheldon Keefe era at changing lines and getting all these bench miners. Verifiable fact. It, it was egregious. Like. Like the, the ones that happened, um, yeah. the the one that happened um, last night, and what's happened this season is just that it's lazy. You know, yeah. it, it's all structural. Yes. It's all you can you can coach this out of somebody just to hustle back to the bench and know who's coming off and know who's coming on. And I don't know when this is going to be fixed, but it's about time because it is costing you power plays, or you're going to be on the penalty well, kill so much more than you need to be. It's you did it to yourself in every instance, and we knew this was going to happen. Uh, Drew has an incredible eye, like an actual incredible eye. Like the second we walked into that arena, uh, like we could tell the ice surface, like there was something different about it. And obviously they had to take it from Olympic size down to, uh, to NHL size. But I don't know if they talked about this on the broadcast, but if you look closely, more of your bench is in the defensive zone than for a regular NHL game. It's like 70% it's of it. Like yeah, it's a, it's like at least a twenty five percent difference yeah. from how it usually. I say is. it's fifteen oh, percent. You guys have all said percentages. More. I'm saying percentage too. 
I'm smart. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Give me Sorry. a fraction. One fourth. Uh, <laughs> one third. Um, it's it's so like as soon as we saw that, we're like, OK, well, they're already the worst team in the league at this. Uh, and then sure enough, the puck is like uh, right on the mm-hmm. right near the blue line. And and who knows? Like, I, I didn't see the replay of the penalty. I, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been a penalty back home, like in Scotiabank Arena, for example. But like as, as soon as as we saw how much of the bench was in the uh, defensive zone, we're like, oh, yeah, they're taking a, at least one too many men. I'd be a little surprised if they didn't tomorrow, too. <laughs> How has nobody addressed it with the coaching staff? Well, though? is it the coaching staff, though? It's got to be. Like, I think it. I'm sure I think it's have. a Sheldon Keefe thing. Like, when we saw, when we were at the game last Saturday, and they had too many men on the ice, when they were already down a man. <laughs> when they were all to me, the kill. To me, that's the coach putting a player on the ice where he shouldn't. And not paying attention. Jesse. Jesse, can you can you look this up? Um, like, so let's just do Matthew Zira. Look up. The 16-17 season and the 17-18 season where the Leafs ranked in bench minors. Because okay. even though Sheldon Keefe's staff has been consistently awful at this, so I'm was Bab. pretty sure Babcock's was too. Yeah. So you're blaming so the like guys. So this has been a problem for like a long time. All right, let me... I think I got it here if it's easier. Um, yeah, we don't have to suck the whole show. Like, <laughs> it's, like I'm pretty sure it's been a problem for a long time. And if you... Look, honestly, over the last like six, seven years. Which season least, do you want? Uh, I have got to be top You want five. 17, 18? Six, so Babs. 16, 17, and 16, 17, 17 Babs you, had eight, do, which is among the tops in the league, but it's not quite tops. Right. Um, they should be like top five, top 10. Oh, yeah. Bottom five, bottom 10, I guess. How you how you look at it. Yeah, yeah I can tell you right now. So through sure. this is this is even better. So through six from the start from 2016 to the end of 2018, Mike Babcock okay. and the Leafs had 18 too many men on the ice calls. That is second in the National Hockey League in that era. What? The, the only one more is Pete DeBoer, who had 19. So they were one out of That's first incredible. place. So yeah. this has been. Like a consistent problem for these guys yeah. across coaching staffs, across like players in the lineup. Like what? Mm-hmm. Just learn how to change your lines. Yeah. Like, dude, you, you practice everything mm-hmm. to do with this game. You practice everything. Like you see guys practicing face-offs. Uh, do you need to like go back to Pee Wee and like figure out no, you how need to, to hu- change your lines? You need to hustle to the bench. Like every peewee coach tells you, hustle to the bench. Dude, they're brutal for that. You know what? Willie, elite player, one of the best players in the world this season. Slow to the bench. He's bad at that. Terrible. Uh, Bertuzzi is not very good at that. Bozak used to be bad at that. Um, like it's part of the, it's part of the play. It's part like they almost took two. Yeah. Because there was one where Nick Robertson, who's actually like. Ex- you know, excited to be in the NHL and like be on the ice. He's out there like shot out of a cannon. And he goes from the bench to like pass center ice. The guy he, uh, who was subbing off for him, like wasn't even on the bench yet. And I'm like, I like how, how close are they to calling this? You know, like, I almost wonder, you know how we complain about like, Oh, this guy gets away with roughing. This guy gets away with tripping. Like are the Leafs so bad at too many men? That even though they get called for it more than anyone else, the refs actually let it go. 
Like they, they're abysmal. Can't call they're every the, one of them, right? So yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> Two things with the stat about Babcock. It, it's a ranking by coaches, just so everyone's clear. It's not a ranking by team. So Babcock and, uh, and he's 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 second there with 18. But amongst those 18 too many men on the ice penalties, how many of those power plays were killed off? Oh man, they tracked that. Yeah. I. All, uh, I'm going to say 15. Adam? Uh, 18? <laughs> Close. Really? 17. Oh, 17 of what? the 18 oh. times they took a too many men on the ice penalty from 2016 to 2018. They killed it off. Well, I guess it doesn't matter then. <laughs> this, yeah. is the, this is Fine. my point. This is my problem, right? There are certain penalties that I'm okay with them taking. I'm okay with an instigator every once in a while. I'm okay if yes. you get you get turnstiled and you have to hold somebody and 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 you know occasionally like what what Giordano took last Saturday. I'm fine with it, but you know Mitch Marner complaining about the the hooking call that he got in the first period. Well, your glove, your stick is in the player's gloves. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. Like that is stop complaining stickers. about it. Like, That's what they're going to call. It's easy for them. Stop doing it. Stop yeah. doing it. Simple. I was like, Mitch, no, uh, and like the yeah. whistle is already gone. Hundred <laughs> percent, and then and then of course you could see it coming, right? Mm -hmm. And then the bench miners, it's yeah. like unforced errors. Maybe they kill off the bench miner penalty, but it's it's the second, third, and fourth penalty of the game that they take later on, where the PK staff's a little more tired, where that's where it becomes an issue, right? And and so it's like, don't just just figure this out, man. This is this should be like forget them having a bad penalty kill, which they have this year. Um, you can figure out how not to take bench miners. You can do it. Or not. Or not. Or do nothing <laughs> for eight years. You know what? You know what we didn't like talk about enough when Kyle Dubas was in Toronto? How come he couldn't clean up the bench miners? What's his problem? Huh? Yeah. This, is, this, this must be on Kyle Dubas. This is Kyle. Yeah. Last, last step. <laughs> what do you got? What do you because got? Because we got it. We got to do the comparison now. So from, let's do from 20... Uh, the 2020 season through the end of the the 2021-2021 season. That was the one that's shortened by the pandemic. Yes. So we don't want to no, do no. that. No, no. 1920 was shortened by the pandemic. 20 on its own. Sorry, 21 was on its own. So 1920, <laughs> 1920 because the Raptors won the championship six months later in a pandemic. So 1920 was shortened. 2020 was, or 20, 2021 was the North Division and then 21-22 was... was no, 82 games. 82 yeah. games, yeah. Okay, Sorry. so let's do that, and let's Those find out how many Sheldon... <laughs> it was actually really good. Oh. <laughs> no, like what you're... So shut up, Steve. <laughs> that was a great explanation. <laughs> okay, thank you. you no, you, you solved the problem I was trying to solve. Thank yeah, you, Jesse. We got two 82-game seasons. <laughs> All right. So we can compare them to Mike Babcock. Let's see how many... Benchminer Sheldon Keefe had in that in how, same two year span. How many, Jesse? So from 2021 to 2023, the 2021 22 season to 22 22 20, to 23, Sheldon Keefe had, do you guys want to take a guess? 20. Steve? 22. Steve Dangle, everybody. Oh! 22. He probably remembers all of them. <laughs> <laughs> 20, so four more than Mike Babcock had in a two season span. It's enough. It's it's this is crazy. It's enough. How so, what does that rank, by the way? So Babcock uh, I didn't I gotta count. They're oh, not sorted. Oh, they're not sorted. Yeah, I know that site doesn't sort them. Yeah, what if, but it's anyway. Okay. Get ready for Puck Drop at BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Woo! I like how you said that. Thank you. I think you know what? Honestly, I grew up kind of wanting to be an announcer. So saying something the 
BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. You That'd be fun. your yeah. dreams. Thank you. Well done. Here, uh, here, hit me one more time. Of the BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. It's there's something. Mm, mm, the way you say National Hockey League. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate that. From game-winning goals to spectacular saves, BetMGM gives you the chance to take those highlight reel NHL plays to a whole new level. BetMGM has something for every hockey fan, so you're sure to find a way to get off the bench, get on the ice all season long. Get on the ice in what league? (laughs) (laughs) Say it! The National Hockey League. Thank you! With with who? Who's the official? BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Uh, Okay, so... You didn't say that again. I was going to move furniture. They're the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 19 years of age or older to wager. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. BetMGM operates pursuant to an operating agreement with iGaming Ontario. Uh, so, Steve, I guess the last question is, the last goal goes in. Great setup from Bertuzzi. Great setup from Nylander to Bertuzzi. Great goal from Tavares. They seemed amped about it. That line is just clicking right now. What what was it like? I want to know what the reaction was, and then I kind of want to talk about the fact of like that line's dominance. Been, it's been pretty unbelievable. Well, the, the number one reaction that I noticed was Tyler Bertuzzi's, um, like literally skipping like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, hockey players, you know, uh, you know, despite their jock reputation are not stupid. Uh, like he knows he hasn't been playing well. And like, not only did he have a sick setup to tie the game in a comeback, not only did he have a multi-point game, but like, that line was the best one the Leafs had. Mm-hmm. Um, they scored both their five-on-five goals. Um, I, I know the Matthews, Marner, Nyes line. I, I don't know what the numbers were at the end of the game, but after two, they were getting outshot 5-1 at even strength. And part of that is, like, so much of the game was on special teams. You know, Marner's constantly out there killing penalties. Matthews is, too. Uh, Nyes is, too, actually. They were all getting out there, just not together, and certainly not at five-on-five. Uh, so the, the Leafs needed someone to step up, and that whole line did. So, you know, everyone in the building was obviously happy, but like Tyler Bertuzzi, I, I kind of think viewed that game the same way I did. It was his best game as a Leaf, uh, you know. So you can only go with the information you have in front of you. Uh, I think it was around game 10 I laid into Bertuzzi because he was terrible. <clears throat> he was, And it wasn't just the incident in uh, in Boston or I guess the lack of incident uh in boston um you know it's one thing to not engage your opponent it's another to just stink like they you know they're getting outscored he's not putting up any points he's not playing with any passion now he's playing with like fire genuine fire and he's instead of looking like uh not just a passenger but a boat anchor on two incredible players like he's joined them in in their hot start to the season like kind of overshadowed because of how good Willie's been in a 16-game point streak. Like, John Tavares has been sick. He's been unbelievable. He hasn't taken a step backwards. Yeah, he hasn't taken a step backwards at all. And now that Bertuzzi has joined them, he's not just a compliment to them, but, like, he can drive as well uh, as finish. Uh, Like, I mean, that that was the biggest, most excited uh, reaction in the building because, like, 
you know, A, I'm sure he likes winning hockey games, but uh, B, you know, this is not John Klingberg. This is a guy who signed a one-year deal and is hoping to play many, many, many more mm-hmm. um, and is hoping to get a huge payday um, this summer, whether it's from the Leafs or, or someone else. Like, he can't stink. <laughs> he can't. It's not an option. And, I mean, I'm sure he or his agent or whoever uh, know that, you know, assholes like us are talking about him in trade rumors. And, uh, no, he... What better situation could you have in a contract year than playing with Matthews and Marner? And if you get kicked off that line, Tavares and Nylander. Well, that's why he honestly signed you here. might rather play with Tavares and Nylander. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now, and I'm I'm looking at his game logs, guys. In his first 13 games, he had three points. In his last four games, he has had five. Yeah, he's been, he's been yeah. on fire. It's been great. He's 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 been what we thought he would be. And, you know, Red Wings fans were reaching out and their scouting reports on their former players are actually pretty reliable. Um, Like, he goes hot and cold, right? Uh, But, you know, I I can understand with and live with hot and cold. At five and a half million, of course. Yeah, what what I couldn't tolerate from his game to start the season was he didn't even look engaged. Like, he he didn't look relevant uh, on the ice. Last night, he was extremely relevant. Like, the Red Wings could not contain this player. It was awesome. Um, you know, it's interesting that Red Wings had a really hot start, and it seems like they've kind of come back to earth. You know, I believe they're 6-8-3. and three. Um, Not that, not the, you know, they were sort of a wagon to start, and then it, it's fallen off. Do you think this is what more like what the Red Wings are, or is it just they're a hot and cold young team? They're a hot and cold young team. They don't have their starting goaltender mm-hmm. right now. Like, you know, that's that's Reimer big. made a couple really yeah, Reimer made a couple really big saves in that game against Ottawa, but like ultimately ducked under the OT quitter, <laughs> which a lot of people were talking about over here. Which uh like all we focused on is we're like I'm we, we were listening to it and we're like, I'm pretty sure he hit that out of the air. We see the replay and it's even better than it looked in person. And then Drew's like, Did Reimer duck? And like I like I it's the normal human instinct for most people, but it's a terrible instinct to have as a goaltender. Yeah, that's what um, I, when I was sitting there watching that replay, I'm like, okay, I would have ducked in that situation, but as a goaltender in the National Hockey League, I feel like when things come at you, you throw your body in front of it because that's your job. It was such a anti-reaction to what you're supposed to be doing. I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, like, you know, we see goalies. Uh, Casimir Kaskiswell was one of the first I ever saw to do this. Uh, uh, I think Ilya Samsonov does this. Is Sometimes in practice, they intentionally will take pucks off the head. Samsonov and, saved a puck like, off of his head in in the um, game on th- Friday. Like, yeah, a puck hit his yeah. mask and it went all out of play. But you need to be... Like, I, I don't think people should be wiring pucks at your head on the regular. That's probably not good. But, like, you got to be used to that. Like, you got to you gotta not be afraid of that feeling. You got to welcome that as someone who's paid to step in front of pucks, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really difficult. And then Alex Lyon, this was his first game against the Leafs since his ridiculous, like, 40-something save performance at the end of the regular season last year with Florida. So it's 
you know, he's got a shutout going through two periods. So I'm like, oh, friggin' of course. <laughs> um, but I think obviously Vili Huzo's their best goalie. So getting him back in there will help. The other thing is, so I, I got chirped for this at the beginning of the season when Justin Hall was scratched and he was healthy scratched. And Red Wings fans were like, well, it's not a healthy scratch. It's a rotation. Call it what you want. It's a healthy He's scratch. healthy and scratched. It's a healthy scratch. Like, you know, oh, and well, we have the cap space to be able to afford that. Okay. Yeah. Well, someone's got to clue Derek Lalonde into what every Red Wings fan I met told me, which is Jeff Petrie is washed. Yeah. <laughs> like that dude is not an everyday player. And you might go, yeah, that's why he's in the rotation. Dude, I have been very critical of Justin Hall in this league. He got bodied by Bertuzzi on the game-winning goal. Which we're used to, by the way. Which we're used to. He's very useful at a lot of things, but, man, he loses a lot of physical battles. He's willing to go to war for his team, but, like, he often loses that war. Yeah. Um, He's, at this point in their careers... He's a much, much better option on the back end there than than Petrie. Like a lot of Leaf fans are not going to get that. Like they're doing their victory lap because you know he got bodied on the game winning goal. Sherratt Petrie, if I'm not mistaken, was on the ice for all four goals that the Red Wings allowed before overtime. Um, I don't remember who was on the ice uh, uh, for the final seconds of of overtime, but. Uh, when the Red Wings were down four nothing, Sherratt Petrie was on the ice for every single goal, and then there was a scrum behind the net, and they're waiting at the blue line, and and I'm like, dude, it's it's written in like the hockey commandments. You're having a shitty game, like you should at least engage physically, and they they weren't even doing that. So I'm, I'm shocked they there put are Sherratt weaknesses and Petrie to the team. I'm shocked. It's crazy, and like good well, players like, are you are, need to. Are you're usually in a rotation, right, Steve? Like Austin Matthews and William Nylander and John Tavares, they're in a rotation, right? Because they're yeah. good players. Oh no, the Leafs don't have the cap space. They didn't manage it well enough. I, you know, you know right. what I do. You know what I want to do. And I, I'm glad Jesse did this in NHL 23 when he was doing his GM streams. Sign a defenseman for three years at three million bucks a pop to put him in a rotation with players who are objectively worse. I'm sorry if Justin. Like are you? All... Are they sitting more each cider? Are you because he's in the rotation at Steve Eiserman right now? Guess, they should. I mean, you know, they got the cap space. They should sit him. Yeah, sit Marit Sider. <laughs> they should. Sit. It's a rotation, isn't <laughs> sit it? Sit him. Yeah, like, like, okay. I disagree with getting multi-million dollar players and then paying them to not play for you. I disagree with that. The Red Wings vehemently disagree with me on a like. Forget their D men. They're they're carrying three goalies who all make over a million dollars, right? Um, but you know, maybe for the first few games of the season, you go, okay, we're going to do this rotation and figure out who's who and keep everyone fresh. And guys, like we've seen enough of Justin Hall and Jeff Petrie this season to know that Hall should be in your lineup every night. Yeah. He, he should be in your lineup every night when your other option is Petrie. Yeah. And Justin Hall, like, dude, he's been terrible for all of his flaws is overhated. Like he does the Justin yes, Hall role. I hundred percent agree. He, he does what he does adequately. It's when he's played in positions that are over his skill level. When he's on the first pairing and you're trying to do Riley Hall or so, or Brody Hall, and you have him playing 22 minutes a night, then it's too much Justin Hall. But yeah. when Justin Hall is in a limited role, he's very good at his job, and he's he is a good five six defenseman. Yeah, he's also great. 
I think it, you know, to 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 jump off of Jesse's thing there, in a you know, a limited role where he's sitting in the penalty or sorry, in, in the press box, it's also, you know, it's great because he can't really do that much wrong if he's not playing. And I think that's, you know, I think that's where Detroit has the galaxy brain that we really don't have here in Toronto. I wish we were smart like that. Well, every given night, you're sitting something like $5 million worth of players in the press box. Yeah, so just don't, like, man. Wh- or, like, okay, sit yes, the you ones have that the cap to be space sad. to do that, but, like, you're telling me that's the best way to spend it? I don't no. think so. Yeah. Now, like, I want- So, anyway, sorry, to answer the original question, I think they're a team that's going to be in the playoff hunt. Yes. Um, you know, the, if they, they're going to make it or miss it by several points, like, it's it's not going to be a, a big margin. So you need to decrease your margin of error if you have aspirations of making the playoffs, and that includes playing your best lineup every night. Yeah. One thing that the Red Wings have established early on is that they can score goals. They're currently third in the league in goals four. Uh, yep. they, they're only behind the Canucks and the Golden Knights. Like that's good company to be in when they're hot. They can score. It's just about the, it's just about the other end of the ice. If they can get some stops and they can keep staying hot in terms of the goal scoring, they're definitely going to be in the playoff hunt. Like I'm very I'm very surprised by what I've seen out of Detroit. It's just they need to figure out some of these little things, and a lot of it seems to be on the defensive end and in net a little bit as well. So yeah, not not the greatest goaltending. You know, we're a small business. There's no doubt about it. SDPN is a uh, just a partnership between the three of us. It's a big business. Um, and one of the things that really helped us, especially early on, uh, was being able to sell merch. Uh, it helped fund a lot of the things that we needed, like, you know, paying for like websites and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that we had the right equipment. And Jesse, you set that up on what platform? Shopify. That's it's funny right. you should say that the shop paid for websites because, yeah, it paid for itself because we sold stuff on it. And then that pays the little amount that Shopify charges each exactly. month to build your uh, website on it. And this is the thing. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Uh, It's got a global force behind uh, a whole bunch of brands and entrepreneurs just like us. And really, that's what we use. Um, So if you're in a small business situation or you want to sell things online and you want a fully customizable, completely supported, really great option, Shopify is for you. And you can check it out right now at sdpn.ca on SDPN, in our shop sdpnshop.ca get get the name of our that's merch literally site. our shopify account yeah uh you can check it out right now so sign up one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash sdp all lowercase again it's shopify.com slash sdp uh so you can grow your business no matter what stage you're at shopify.com slash sdp um i want to i do want to bring something up and i know we you know the leafs won the game yesterday but at what point in the season are we concerned about Mitch Marner as a player like I I I I love Mitch Marner playing uh I think when he's at his best he's worth the cap hit um he has great had, pass on the Willie goal he has had a lot of points people are going to look at me he's like he's a point a game player uh at 11 million dollars he needs to be more than a point a game player frankly but I, I think it's less about the points. You can go look up somebody's stats on you know online and be like well they've got wow look at that um what I what I want to see is him being a factor in play a little bit more. And that's something that we're used to in Toronto. And I'm not seeing him be the factor in play in the neutral zone and in the offensive zone that we're used to. He's not getting the takeaways he used to get. He's not interrupting plays the way he used to. He uses his skating to really charge at guys when he doesn't have possession. It's a spectacular weapon. 
not seeing as much of that this year, guys. So, so one thing so, I want to so, ask you guys to to get into this is I notice what you're saying. It's a very good point because I noticed it when I watched when I was at the game live. The the Sens game that they that they blew is when you can see when you can ISO on a player just with your eyes instead of like a camera trying to ISO on him, and you notice that Mitch isn't doing the same things that he did previously in terms of dominating the the play with his skating ability is really how he does it. And I want to know if you guys saw that too when you guys were at the game last Saturday, if that's kind of where you spotted Mitch Marner Here, not here's my problem. quite as Mitch Marner. I didn't see him at all. <laughs> there you go. That's the thing. Mitch Marner is a noticeable and hockey like, player. Matthews was noticeable. I don't know how effective he was, but like he's noticeable. Oh, for sure. Nice was a guy who uh, he actually created some chances out of like, uh, I think he drew a penalty by going one on three uh, on the Red Wings. That might have even been the penalty that led to the power play goal. I can't remember. Um, but like there was there was a play I noticed yesterday. I can't remember who the defenseman was, but they dumped the puck in, which is fine. They, they dumped the puck in. The Leaf who is going after it is Mitch. And the Red Wings are first on it. And like he's good at like stick lifting and taking it away and everything, but like he's not getting that puck. Like, so the idea of dumping it in doesn't work, not because dumping the puck in doesn't work. It's because you're dumping it in for like what one of the skinniest guys in your team and you know, going up against a pretty big decor, it's just not going to work. Um, like I'd rather have that puck go into the corner for nice, he digs it out gets it to a guy like Mitch along the half wall who can dish it to anybody on the ice. Like he has an elite skill set, right? But sending him in after it to go get it, like it's just it just doesn't work. Um it's I guess it's a good sign that they're scoring so much. They're starting to get scored on less, mm -hmm. which is nice. They're not allowing four goals a bloody game. Mm -hmm. Um you know, they're racking up points. I wanted the Leafs to get uh, uh, at least five points out of their next eight um, at the beginning of the week, and they've already got six, so everything is gravy. If they beat Minnesota, they go eight for eight. That's awesome. Um, but at some point, like, you know how we talked about you can't just go down 2 nothing and win every game? You're not going to have success in the playoffs if this player isn't elite. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he makes elite money. He makes every night difference maker money. So he has to be a difference maker every single night. I don't think Matthews is totally blameless in this either, but like Mitch is a little bit more concerning. Well, and I think the thing, the difference with Matthews is the results are there. When Matthews is on, I mean, he was at 13 goals in 12 games. He's now yeah. at 13 and 16. I'm less worried about that. He's no, been streaky, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Be streaky. Goal scorers often are. I, again, I do I do see Matthews as a bit more of a factor in the in the boring five on five back and forth. And and what and the, the reason the only reason I'm I'm noticing it with Mitch is because it's been such a part of Toronto Maple Leaf hockey uh for eight years now and in, in, in how spectacular he's been. Um it's noticeable when he's not. And it doesn't I'll be honest, it just doesn't feel like he's got the legs the same way he did last year. And the thing with Mitch Marner is he never really starts slow. Like he's got the legs from from the get go, and I wonder if there's a nagging injury or if there's something going on there because it just—I'm sorry, anybody that's watched him knows that this is not Mitch Marner's best. It's good, it's very good, but he is very good. I want him to be great, and I've seen him be great, and 
you know, there's 60 games left for him to be great. Yeah. I wonder if I'm not trying to make excuses for the Leafs. I I, I just wonder if jet lag is a, a bit of a factor for some of these Has guys. Has jet lag been a part of the reason I say that games though? Yeah. Well, yes. So you're correct there. But you know, one, one thing I've noticed is go look at how close together all of Ottawa's goals were in the first game. Yeah. Then look at how close together all of Detroit's goals were. Then go to the next game, how close together Detroit's two goals were and how close together the Leafs' three goals were. It's almost like, hold it, hold it, hold it. Oh, okay, sudden moment of inspiration. Bah, and they get all their work done. Um, you know, it's it's got to be difficult to uh, come up with a 60-minute performance Um you know, in this specific situation, but the 60 minute performances haven't been there long before. Yeah. Stockholm. Yeah. We're talking um, about something I, that's, that's been happening before Sweden for sure. Right. And uh, like another factor in the, in the fact that the Leafs came back, uh, not, not to switch off a of Marner, but uh, the Red Wings, you know, lost Jake Wallman. Who's, who's, you know, a really, he's an underrated player in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a thorn in the side of the Leafs and a few other teams. Um, seeing that injury, like, I don't know what it's been listed as. I don't know if they've said, but like the way his back bends, that is not going to be a comfortable ride home. It like, was... I, I worry about these, these guys on their way back home. They, they mentioned the, the ride, the, the, the flight here didn't do John Klingberg any favors, which is really concerning on account of he has to fly back as well. Oh, I wouldn't want to be Jake Wallman flying across the Atlantic with no. whatever he's got. The Wallman injury, you... it was sort of everything because his shoulder goes into the the post then his oh, head is crushed it looks horrible and then his his lower back obviously like you mentioned because his whole body's doing that and then also his right knee slash leg also his went leg. sideways into the goal it was it was a really really bad collision with the with the net there i felt so bad for him oh it was uh uh the first time i saw the replay cuz we we're following the puck, right? So, you know, the Leafs think they scored and we're all paying attention to that. And it was actually, I don't know if you noticed this on the broadcast, but um, he's down on the ice. The trainer is out there with him. He hasn't moved. The music is blasting <laughs> no, throughout the arena. No, and everyone's going to hear that. No. <laughs> don't stop the party. Yeah. And and then it was, it was like 10, 15 seconds of that. And then they turned it off because oh. they're like oh like I, I don't even think the people there realized like oh he's messed up yeah it was like dark funny um i mean it and i think it affected the red wings that there was a, a tweet drew sent that a lot of people didn't really understand there, so there's this host named juice um who you know he wears like sunglasses and he's He's just like a happy-go-lucky guy who I've seen at a few events like this for the NHL. Uh, and he, you know, he, he just asks everyone funny questions and, and stuff like that. Second intermission, he asked Dylan Larkin, like, hey, have you learned any Swedish phrases or words or anything like that? And he asked this the night before. And, you know, everyone was fine and accommodating. And Dylan Larkin's just like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just here to play hockey. Oh, And he said it like that. And Oh. It just, it came across as like really rude. Yeah. And we were like, geez, you know, what, what, like, way sell to sell it, the game. Dylan, but like, you know, sell it. Come yeah, on, but, guys. But 
now thinking about it, now thinking about it, he's the captain of the team. You know, one of his teammates and I'm sure friends uh, goes down with what looks like a fairly serious injury. He probably just wants to, I don't, I don't want to be talking about like, you know, how to say, can I go to the bathroom in Swedish? Like I, w- I want to get back yeah. to the dressing room and make sure my guy's okay. Um, I get that. So I, get I, I think still, that, I mean, yeah. you still got to sell it. I think that might've affected them. I know, but you still got to sell it. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I do believe. Listen, I don't yeah. think his answer Fake would have been a whole seconds. lot different if Wallman's not in that dressing room yeah. uninjured. I don't like if you and if you want to debate me that it will. I, I just you're not coming from a factual spot. This is something so, you're always on, Adam. It's like you got the game. You got a 30 second comment for the guy who's just trying to have some fun. You can suck it up and do it. Yeah. You're getting paid tens of millions of dollars. And I understand concern. I totally get it. A, th- a thousand percent, I get the concern. Just say, you know what? I've learned that the Swedish people are great and we're having a, a really great time. I am a little concerned about my teammate though. Like, yeah. Like that, you can, you can do, I'm, I'm you sure can these guys have the right guys. to be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, you, you, you have the right to like, as you're getting off the ice, you know, the media coordinator or whatever can guide you over to them, but you the players refuse all the time. There's no, I'm not doing it. Get someone else. Um, know? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Now, listen, I know I'm going to get lit up for that, so I'll just own it. I, I do think that, you know, if you're the captain of a, more, a major franchise, you got to You got to help sell it a little bit. Injuries do happen in hockey. I, I know. And I understand. I completely, completely get it. I watched our captain uh, get a knee to the head from Corey Perry and players have to try to answer questions after that game. Yeah. But you got to You got to We got to sneak it in there for something. Um, it's, it's hard to talk about the moment because I don't know if it was recorded anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I know, so I had a quote from Nylander from a press conference where they asked him about the Stutzla goal and he's like, Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you know, well, why is that okay from Willie? But that from Larkin's not okay. And I was like, Oh, like no one, no one actually saw either interaction. Like I was there for the Willie press conference. I haven't seen it posted anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was there for the Larkin thing. I haven't seen it posted anywhere. It's it's just like Willie was like, oh, I didn't see it. And like, it was kind of funny. And Larkin yeah. like seemed pissed. Yeah. yeah. No, I've seen, I've seen the Willie press conference. Like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Like, it's, I don't Send know. Send it to me. Do you, why? Why don't what? we have this conversation after this? <laughs> why do you want that video? <laughs> no. Send it to me now. Um, uh, <laughs> all that said, uh, it was, it, you know, it was a fun game to watch. It was very entertaining. And yeah. For sure, there's definitely going to be some some issues in terms of jet lag and playing at weird times. These NHL players are like creatures of habit. Yeah, I could I could totally see it messing them up a little bit. Now, I do want to mention a couple of quick things before we. Well, the one last thing I want to wrap on the Leafs: Are we yay or nay on the blue helmets and white jerseys? Because I am a yay. yay. S- slam the yay. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. They had to get approval from the NHL for that. Yeah. They got it on Tuesday for the. Yeah, they couldn't Friday, just yeah. decide to wear different helmets. <laughs> it's it's weird. Um, I don't know. I'm indifferent. I was talking to somebody at at hockey uh, yesterday, and they were like, they did. They at first they were like, oh, this is this is cool, but then as the game went on, it's a little awkward. And I was like, if it's if it was reverse, Why? like if you had the white helmets with the blue jersey, of it would look a little weird too. But I don't know. I don't mind it. Okay. I'm not. I like it. I'm not like over the moon. White about with it, blue, I wouldn't like. Yeah, I think I think it's it's different. It's fun. Yeah, you know, I don't mind it. I th- I thought yeah. it was fun. I like yeah. it. You know what? It was like it. It's so funny because like L.A. and Vegas are out here wearing fucking shiny helmets, 
and uh, the Leafs, <laughs> the Leafs wear like their matte blue one time, and people are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's crazy. Like their negative reactions for some people. I was like, "What? This looks great. It looks great. Let it go." Um, That's such a good point. Great. It's I, different, and it's it's interesting. Um, and I don't mind. I thought it looked great. I thought they looked <laughs> grand. And you know yeah, what? I'd like to I see. I've seen the Red Wings do it with their, um, with their, you know, some of their outdoor games and that sort of thing. Whether we're red helmet, white jersey. I always thought that looked really sharp. So good for them. Now this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. And I, I, this time of year is tough because Halloween's done. And and in Canada, we've got you know you, you don't have any Thanksgiving in between, right? American Thanksgiving's coming up. You got that to look forward to. It's it's tumbleweeds, except there are no tumbleweeds, so it's just nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you and it's a little early to be celebrating Christmas, although some people are out there doing it. Good for mm -hmm. them. This is why I encourage celebrating as early as possible. The thing that hurts the most, though, is the time change. I can't stand mm -hmm. the time change. Four thirty. It's dark. Kids handle it great. And, oh. <laughs> so here's what here's what we need. To, my my daughter didn't think we were, she was we were picking her up from school. She got worried. Um. It's, it was wild. Uh. I. I I think this time of year is one where you have a minute to go, okay, I've been grinding it out for a couple of months since the summer ended. Uh, maybe I'm not feeling the best. And frankly, uh, when I started going to therapy, it was because I was not in a good place. And usually that's when people try it out. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for that. Just give it a shot. BetterHelp is great because it matches you with somebody within 48 hours. So there's no big, long six-week time for a therapist to find an opening. And if you don't like your therapist off the top, they'll match it with a new one really quickly. And you can communicate via text. You can communicate via video call. It can be phone call, whatever works for you. Would you recommend I sink my feelings into Black Friday deals that aren't really deals or I go to therapy? I would I would suggest therapy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just check it. Uh, find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash STP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L lp.com slash stp um i want to um i want to quickly touch on a couple other things now guys you know we've we've paid a lot of attention to the edmonton oilers this year if you look at our game over edmonton stats they're through the roof because oilers fans are like what's going on um one player the drama for sure well for sure well one one player that's really taken a lot of interest is jack campbell you know, with the Oilers, he played five games. He had an 873 save percentage and a 450 goals against average. He's gone down to Bakersfield. And by the way, the AHL is not an easy league. So whenever people say, oh, should have no problem there. It's not. No, the A is not fucking no. easy, guys. It's still a very good no. hockey league. He's not playing the GTHL. Yeah, like. like this is I know they're NHL players <laughs> and I know they're a step up, but fucking get give me a break. No, the guys um, are trying. Jack Campbell has a 436 Goals against average and an 819 save percentage. He has allowed oh. 13 goals in three appearances. I just, like, this isn't a, you know, sometimes a guy leaves your team and you sort of root against them a little oh, bit. Oh, not Jack. Um, no. Not Jack. And, like, for all his warts um, that he played with when he was in Toronto, it was never this. No. It was never this. So whatever's going on there, um, you feel for him. Like, you know what's going to get lost in the Jack Campbell narrative is I know Stuart Skinner's won the last few games. Um, Campbell statistically, when he was sent down, was the better goalie wow. between him and Stuart Skinner. 
between him and Stuart Skinner, he was the better goalie, and he got sent down because you put Skinner on waivers, he probably gets claimed. You put Campbell on waivers, he probably doesn't. So, you know, the Oilers, it's a, it's a calculated risk. Um, uh, the uh, calculated risk for the betterment of Jack Campbell, right? They're going to send him down to Bakersfield. He's going to get, you know, play a lot of games. They've been playing the wheels off him. They're, they're trying to get his confidence up. And uh, it's gone in the other direction. Like, it's not like Calvin Pickard. I, I mis- misunderstood the Calvin Pickard recall. Like, I thought they called him up because he's been great in Bakersfield and they want to give him a shot. As far as I know, like, has he played yet? Um, Maybe one game? No. I, uh, no, I don't remember him getting into a game since Knobloch's been up or anything. Yeah. No. No, I don't think he has. Even if it's no. one game, like, he's he's been up for, like, two weeks. Yeah, you should give it a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this was done for the betterment of of Jack Campbell, and it's had the complete opposite effect, obviously, because it's one thing to perform poorly in the National Hockey League. Now he's performing poorly in the American League. Yeah. Um. I I just I feel so bad for this player. Well, and like, it's a pos- it's a position that is so much between the ears, and we know that that's something that Jack is very. And if anybody's hard on Jack, it's Jack, right? And almost too hard. Even when they the Leafs used to win, and he'd be like, "Well, I just played terribly." Yeah, and I'm I'm like, just, dude, you can't do that to yourself. Just to the point where it, it was annoying. Yeah, no, like you no would hear him for for Pickard. By the way, no starts for Pickard. Yeah, like that's surprising. Like based on based on what we thought was going on when that decision was made, we were like, okay, they're going to get Campbell some reps in the minors, and they're going to give Pickard a shot because Skinner's been awful. Yeah, and what has happened is Skinner's been playing, Oilers have been winning. And, you know, Pickers just sitting there. But meanwhile, in Bakersfield, Campbell's getting just lit up like a Christmas tree. And like some of these goals aren't his fault. Others, it's like, oh, my God, like how much for a save? Yeah. Yeah. It's getting tough, man. Another tough. Another story from the AHL. uh, Alex Nedeljkovic. No, no, no. Let's not let's not move off the Oilers. Oh, you don't want the Oilers? What do you want to say about the Oilers? (laughs) Today is a very important day. Why is that, Jesse? We are about three hours from when we are recording this right now from Connor Brown enacting skating in his 10th game of the year. He had a full practice and he is going to play this afternoon. Uh, They're playing an afternoon game. And with his 10th game for the Edmonton Oilers, Connor Brown will kick in a 3.225 million dollar cap hit against the Oilers for next season when he is not signed through past this season. There's a bonus against their salary cap that is officially on the books this afternoon. As I said to uh, fascinating. As I said to Steve and Jesse in our group chat, it looks like the Leafs, former, have have fired Ken Holland. <laughs> like they're gonna get him fired. With well, him. <laughs> he has to just play out the season. He's yeah, not, he's not coming back after this year. And I, he's I gonna wonder, retire. I wonder though, is that a Ken Holland signing or is that a Jeff Jackson Connor McDavid signing? Well, well it's both. Well, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Jackson, Jackson was his agent. Yeah. Jeff Jackson negotiated the deal yeah, he with was Ken agent. Holland, oh, and then okay. Jeff Jackson took yes. uh, the CEO job. <laughs> Ken well, Holland negotiated this deal with a guy who, like a month later, became his boss. I know. It's crazy. Yep. And crazy. now it's on the books for three and a half or whatever? Yep. Now, a- according to Oilers, some Oilers writers, he uh, Connor Brown, even though he didn't have the points, he was playing well until the injury. So, yeah. 
He was he was shuffled I, around the lineup so much that I can't say whether he's had a good start or not. Like, and they've been so bad. Like, how can you say he's been good and he's he earns that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know who else was hurt? The guy who they played him with, Connor McDavid, right? Yeah. So, like, I I know this is a a bit of a cap nightmare for them potentially down the road, but. I think people aren't realizing, you know, there's a pretty good chance Connor Brown plays really well for them, right? <laughs> like, it's it's not a given. Uh, I don't know if he's going to score 20 goals again or put up 40 points again, but, like, you know, it, is he is he going to keep the vibes good? Is he going to play good defensively? Is he going to potentially kill penalties? If someone gets injured, is he going to be able to play higher up in the lineup? Like, I think there's a pretty solid chance this works out for them. It's yeah. just next year but uh, we know that the Oilers aren't terribly fussed about next year right now <laughs> I don't I don't like how these two situations have played out with Skinner and with uh Connor Brown in that Jeff Jackson and Ken Holland have given these two players a long runway to figure things out and with Jay Woodcroft it was we're getting rid of you because we have our guy that we want to bring in and the, the same kind of leash wasn't given to him and that now that we see that the team is kind of just like Getting back to it, that it was never like none of this is Jay Woodcroft's fault. Like Chris Knobloch didn't go in there and magically they're better now. This no. is the same team, and no. and Connor Brown gets to gets to play the rest of the season, and he's going to earn that bonus. And Stuart Skinner gets to figure it out on the NHL level, never miss a start. And Jay Woodcroft is now sitting at home when he's a very good head coach. And it's weird to me that you're operating your business like that. Um, do you guys also it, find it? It's funny because coach coaches do this to goalies all the time, though. The, they'll pull a goalie just to wake their team up. And then when a goalies, uh, goalies get coaches fired like, oh, yeah. completely. And like, should the Oilers have needed to fire Jay Woodcroft in order to turn it around? No, but you have to admit the moment they fired him, <laughs> they turned it around. Yeah. Um, I feel you like they would have turned it like, around anyway. From the moment they made the decision to fire him. Yeah. The, the moment they made the decision to fire him, because they fired him in their minds, like, the game before he was fired. The San Jose game. Yeah. He won his last game. Not a lot of coaches win their final game with their team. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones who retire do. Um, You know, this this is, I don't know. It's The Oilers, I'm just going to say, look an awful lot like the team we thought they were. Yeah. No, the the reports were that he was fired basically from the San Jose game and they need to figure out the logistics uh, through the Saturday game that he ended up yep. winning and then he gets fired on the Sunday. But like we've heard that he was even fired after that winter classic game. If they if they, if have, they had a loss, if then, they had yeah. a loss that game, then it would probably have been like a Monday firing. And then they figure out the Chris Knobloch piece. So, yeah, he's been fired for it a while. It was like the six win or six game of the season. Yeah, they were ready. They, they were, were ready. ready. If, if they hadn't won that game, he would have been fired. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's it's a shame, right? It's it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it's bizarre. Some some team is going to benefit hugely from Jay Woodcroft being available. Let's put it that way. And it'll probably happen oh, yeah. before the end of the season. Um, and Edmonton is good and they're going to play good. Yeah, like, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be fine. I don't know about that. I think they make the it's playoffs. A, it's, it's real. The stats do not back it up. Like, I'm just betting on percentages. So I'm going to say no. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. But it's gonna stop. They're gonna play. Stats well. don't apply to the Oilers. <laughs> That's true. It's they, they don't apply well to that for the one rest team of the season. But who knows if they can squeak it? Um. Uh. So I want to ask you guys this: You've obviously seen the Hartford jerseys that the Carolina Hurricanes will be wearing again this year. And by the way, I think the jerseys themselves—if we were to just rate the jerseys—they're high quality. They look spectacular. 
right? Just the jerseys, just yeah. looking at the Hartford jerseys, right? The Whaler, sorry, the Whaler jerseys. You've seen them, Steve? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesse, though, has a bone to pick with the Carolina Hurricanes about this, right? I do. What what is it? <laughs> I I do I do have a bone to pick. Um, I think it is sacrilegious to wear the jerseys of a city that you uh, took the team from. Like I I feel like you should like the Memphis Grizzlies shouldn't wear Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys. And they've done that, haven't they? They, they have. Uh, I think they've done that one time. And by the way, because the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys are better than what the Memphis Grizzlies jerseys. Yeah, one year. of the best jerseys of all time. That those nineties that nineties look. I think the Hartford Whalers jersey should have stayed in Hartford. Like the team moved from there. Those those fans like that's their team. Yeah. Things should stay with the cities. I, it doesn't make sense to me that Carolina is taking these jerseys and making all this money off them for a franchise that is not theirs. They don't get Hartford Whalers. Like I don't. I don't think it applies. So it, it'd be weird if it's, the Arizona Coyotes decide to wear Winnipeg Jets throwbacks. Well, it's it's a little bit like um, if uh, cows could talk, and you were trying to explain the delicious meal that you had at the keg last night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you you killed that team. Yep. And now you're wearing it on your body. <laughs> but, but, devil's advocate, those reverse retros for the avalanche slapped. I don't. And you, those were just, those were just maroon it. Nordiques jerseys. Yes. Do it. I Those still, were just Nordiques jerseys. They did slap, Steve. They did I, the same thing. You know what would be, you know what would slap? Yeah, and I don't Putting like a it. team in Quebec. <laughs> that would slap. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying that Hartford has the corporate sponsorships to support an NHL team anymore. The reality is that the the Whalers franchise existed in a time where economically things were different. Teams didn't cost as much. Players didn't cost as much. And they still probably don't have the sponsorship dollars to put an NHL team in Hartford. That's why you never hear them coming up. But where do you hear it? You hear it Atlanta. You hear Houston. You hear Kansas City. And you hear fuck you Canada. And and so I, I think yes, you do. I think Jesse has a point. Here's what I think: you can make and sell those jerseys. I would love for the NHL to to Don't sell them, Kansas City Scouts jerseys at the NHL store. I would love that. Oh, uh, California Golden Seals jerseys, love that. But don't wear them on yeah, the ice. Don't wear them in Carolina when it's a Massachusetts thing, right? Well, Can- they, Connecticut. Sorry, they Connecticut, usually Connecticut. wear them against <laughs> the Bruins. Connecticut. Yeah, they usually wear them against the Bruins, which is a really like uh, that's all. It's all very confusing to me. And the Hurricanes are just like, yeah, but it looks real cute. So I think we're going to keep doing it. Like, I don't even think I'd have a problem if the Hurricanes were in charge of selling it, too. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Like, even if they're the ones selling it, obviously, it's it's theirs. Like, they own the rights to it and all that stuff. I think just the wearing it on the ice thing is the thing that irks me because it's not your franchise. It's not your team. Like, that belongs to the the people of Hartford and the Whalers fans who who lost their team. And I think it's weird that you're going to wear the jersey. What degree do you need to become a member of the Fun Police? I don't know. I don't know. It depends, honestly. It depends on the category. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why? You think that Jesse's a member of the fun the fun police? People are having too much fun. Wee, Jesse's ruining it. Wee, wee, <laughs> so you like it, wee, Steve. You're a fan? No, I just think, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not from Hartford, so I cannot find it uh, in me to get mad about it. <laughs> 
But like, I totally understand why they are. Yeah. Okay. Now I just think about all the the fallen teams that we see, and like, if the national Washington Nationals wear Expos throwback jerseys, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, but they don't leave that in Montreal. Yeah. So, yeah. but they don't because well, no. Apparently, stupid. no. If you take a Quebec team, and you get a pass. Oh yeah, totally <laughs> fine. They don't. They won't even know. They don't even speak the same language. Like that's, no, that's sort just, of how they treat it. They would. By the way. Drew and I have been talking about this. Do you know how stupid we feel knowing only one language? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not encountered yeah. a person who doesn't speak English yet in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And aren't a lot like, of the signs are... in English too? Like, aren't all a lot of the like it's like Swedish and English everywhere? Well, like a lot of the signs in the hotel are like almost all of them are English because they're like, oh, we know dumbass tourists visit here and they don't know how to speak. <laughs> It's so yeah, and I'm like, you are correct. Thank you for that. No, when um, I was in Europe for the first but, time last summer, it's it's something you realize that everybody in Europe speaks multiple languages, and you're like, oh, just us in North America yes. are stupid. Outside of Quebec, obviously, where we're they're stupid. bilingual, but like the rest of us, we're just we're just dumb idiots who speak one language, but the rest of the world speaks multiple languages. Yeah, and we need to catch up. Yeah, well, no, I'm starting to we, feel really stupid. We as a concept, I'm sticking with English. <laughs> <laughs> I respect anybody that can speak multiple languages, and that's amazing. But as a function of my life, living in a predominantly English society, I don't really need to. But if you're Swedish and, you know, a few kilometers next door, it's it's Norway and the, a few kilometers the other way, it's Finland. And then, you know, below that, it's Germany and Poland. Yeah, I can see how you might need to speak a few different languages. I get it. We should we should have a challenge on the show. We should all try and learn French or something. I, I, I took that challenge should, in high school. Who can learn a language the fastest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll bring Duolingo on as a uh, as a sponsor. Oh, yeah, then... Duolingo, reach out. <laughs> we'll all get behind Let's that. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. If I have to conjugate any more ver- verbs in French, I'm going to be upset. I am done with the conjugate. Fr- Listen, if you speak French, good for you. you know, the conjugation's got to stop. We've got to stop like, this. What, okay, what about like Spanish? Spanish or, is a beautiful like language. like Mandarin. A very useful language. Yeah. I. All right. I, that's useful. You want to do international business, you better learn some Mandarin. All right. We're learning a language. Let's do it. I will say, I think Swedish Swedish would be a good one for us because we, we went to a coffee place, Espresso House, and um, there was an item on the menu called Vorm Chocolade, and I knew what it was, <laughs> even though I didn't speak the language. So... <laughs> <laughs> have you seen those those memes about uh german german and dutch yeah about how they'll like say oh, oh. With, with like this six syllable word there's a few of those here oh yeah yeah, yeah. and oh and there's something something about uh uh on every parking garage there's a sign that says infart <laughs> I like that. And I don't know what it means, but it it, <laughs> so it tickles I, me pink. I, my, my wife's Dutch, so I love to make fun of, of Dutch things. Like, I love to have fun with So I just looked up 10 funny Dutch phrases that translate directly into English. Okay. So, mm. uh, uh, so for instance, um, hitting two flies with one strike. Twee vliegen und one klap slan. That's wonderful. That's excellent. Uh, um, and then there's like, uh, I don't know why anybody would say this. Now comes the monkey out of the sleeve. I guess this is a Dutch phrase. Uh, new compte a de... Oh, forget it. I can't even do it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. This bit might thank not you. be working. Uh, there is a- Dude, that, that's, that's being an adult. 
is just going, nope, <laughs> pulling the emergency shoe. Here's one. Now breaks, safely floating back to Earth. Now breaks my wooden shoe. New break it, moon clump. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to quit the bit and then pick it back All up. Right, yeah. sorry, no. I no, just looked it up. Dead. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> it's dead. This isn't weekend at Bernie's. It's I wasn't dead. prepared. <laughs> um, do we have any questions that we want to get to? Are we doing a press conference today? Uh, no, I think we're good. Yeah. Unless, unless you want me to ask some, I can definitely. Yeah, we can pull some up. If you okay, need. I can do that. Swedish question. Steve, my first question is for you. Okay. Mm. Uh, what is your impression of Stockholm, one of the most historic and beautiful cities in, uh, in, in Europe? Man, uh, first of all, is the person who invented the Toronto subway system still alive? And can I throw hands with them immediately? Um, Stockholm has something like 20 lines. Um, it's convenient. It's easy to get to. Um, uh, Jesse, remember we were in New Jersey and I had to type in like a friggin' zip code in order to just purchase a ticket to ride the subway. <laughs> that was the you know, worst experience You know what you have to do in Stockholm? Lives. It was one of the worst. We, it took like 20 tries and Adam, Steve was uh, so pissed. You know, it was what? hilarious. Why? That seems like something Steve would be super patient about. Well, and like if if you know, I was wondering. I'm like, am I am I physically capable of hopping a turnstile? Still am. Turns out, like so I tried to give them money. I tried very hard actually to give them money, and they wouldn't take it. So yeah. fuck off. I it's guess. easier to but just here, you know illegally get on the subway than to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. You know what they do? Beep. Drew and I downloaded an app. Um, and you can purchase tickets on the app. And I was telling CJ about it. And he's like, oh, you don't even need to do that. You just put your credit card in the thing. Next really? day I did it. Beep. Unbelievable. Yep. Wow. You put your credit card, beep, and you can get anywhere in freaking Stockholm. Mm -hmm. It's it's a million times better than what we have in Toronto and New Jersey, as it turns out. But I can't think of uh, anywhere else. Oh. Like the, the the whole metro system in New York is is wonderful and intricate. But like, let me buy a fucking ticket you weirdos. So we yeah. do have that in Toronto Postal now. code. What do we zip have? Code. So, Steve, we do have that in Toronto now. If you get on a TTC bus and you want to just get on and pay, you can use a credit card and just tap the Presto reader. Oh. But the thing that, okay. that we But unfortunately... Did... Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, unfortunately, you know, what we don't have is a subway system worth using. <laughs> that's that's, that's true. true. Yeah, and and it and it it it, it takes ten years to build one subway subway stop in yeah. Ontario as well. And the, the yeah. thing, Adam, we grew up in Scarborough. It's a twenty minute drive to the nearest subway station. The fuck am I driving to the subway well, for? Well, they're trying to make that. They're trying to make that. A, a, they're trying to change that right now. Uh, but because we are so overloaded with bureaucracy and and uh, and people just don't give a shit. Um, that, you know, we get, we were supposed to get three new subway stops in, in Scarborough. They're like, that's too much work. Let's just do one. So they're doing one. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, so Jesse, go ahead. What were you going to say, you know? Jesse? Oh, uh, no, it was just about the Presto system. Do it. Do it. But, uh, yeah, the, we, we didn't have that. And then they established it now. It's all good. Okay. Well, um, that's good. Uh, well, and you got to load your card. I was hoping your card runs out I was hoping for... and then you beep it and you don't have enough money on it. And no, let me just beat my fucking yeah, and credit can, card. Do what do I need now. your stupid thing for? So uh, let me get to yeah, some questions. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, let me get to some questions. Sorry. Uh, this is from Walking Tiger. No question, 
Sorry, mods. Uh, but I want to take a moment to say how awesome it was that Steve and producer Drew took the time at the game to meet with people. Despite the game going on, some fans were quite enthusiastic after a few beers, and they handled it amazingly. It wasn't unnoticed. They were so, so kind. Big thanks to those two. And there's a great picture all inserted into the pod here of Aww. you guys meeting a whole bunch of fans. I love that. Yeah. So many Leafs jerseys. Yeah, we don't we don't have a photo uh or maybe Drew does of the full crowd that came. So, so like we said for the leaf game, like, Hey, meet us outside of this section or whatever. We did that for the Sens Red Wings game. And, and there were, you know, a number of people there. I don't know how many, but there were a lot of people. And I was like, wow, was, you know, I didn't expect to get this sort of turnout in Stockholm. It was how many drew 50, hundred people. Yeah. At intermission. He thinks it was one fifty or 200. Like is like I I I don't know what what do you say like they chanted dangle and I don't know why but my instinct was to put my face in my sweater. Not, because, how do you like, react to that? It's weird, right? I mean, in the how do you react way. to the well? And the locals are looking at the the the, the people who work at the arena are like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, you know. Um, so that was uh, that was a special experience, man. And like so many people. Uh, from the UK and Poland and Austria and Germany and Czechia. I, I got a Kladno uh, uh, scarf from uh, cool. someone who... Kladno um, uh, uh, is Yarmory Yager's team. Um, and it was just... It was a really... Um, I don't know. How do you process that? How do you process meeting that many people at once? Uh, and And you know, being excited to see you and it was, it was special. And then after the game, we're setting up for the LFR. Uh, and I saw out of the corner of my eye, like one or two people. And then, you know, Drew's, you know, fiddling with a couple more buttons or whatever. And we're about to go and I got my microphone and I look behind me and there's like two dozen people, three dozen, you know, just watching me do the LFR live outside in Stockholm. And, you know, it wasn't lost on me that, you know, this was, uh, this was something that I started in, in 2007 when, uh, I had to do morning after videos, not just because I had a night job, but also my parents slept across the hall, you know? So it's, it's, uh, I don't know. How do you process that? It was pretty cool. Funner question. This is from yeah. Sir Digby Chicken Caesar. The unthinkable, this is on our Discord, by the way. Go to stpn.ca and join us on Discord. The unthinkable has happened. Does Snoop Dogg quitting the devil's lettuce mean we are truly in end of times? So Snoop Dogg posted yesterday that he is stopping, he, he is giving up smoke, as he tweeted. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. And a lot of people speculated that he is now launching a line of edibles uh, with Martha Stewart. Yes. Um, <laughs> because he's giving up smoking and now it's going to be about eating it. But what do you guys think of uh, the end of the days as Sir Digby uh, <laughs> says it? Steve, you want to oh, take this one? I mean, or if you... someone... Sure. Yeah. If, if someone's got a vice and they don't want to do it anymore, I, I think you should respect them and celebrate it, you know? But, like, it's he didn't specify whether or not he was done 
just smoking like it'd, it'd be funny if he's like yeah i'm not gonna smoke weed anymore and we're all like yay i'm just gonna eat all of it oh <laughs> well it'd be a great publicity you know? stunt wouldn't it it sure would be i mean it worked we're all talking about snoop dogg it's 2023 <laughs> you know i don't i don't remember when doggy style came out but it wasn't recently um you know he's 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 been culturally relevant for like three four decades um at this point um you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've always been a guy who uh, hated smoking. Like, I've tried it with the devil's lettuce. Um, but, like, I can't even be in a room. Uh, like, I can't even be around people who are smoking, uh, that, that are smoking. Um, Is that because you're better than them? Because of my dainty little lungs. <laughs> it's because I'm better than them and I judge them. No, I like, so. I, don't, I don't give a shit if... I don't give a shit uh, if people smoke. I just, I literally, my little, <clears throat> uh, you know delicate flower petal lungs uh can't handle it mm-hmm. um so i have delicious gummies which are a delicious and b uh very fun so i've never really understood the whole smoking it thing when you can just do anything else well the smoking it thing happens faster <clears throat> it goes right in you get it, you get it right away i know it happens faster but yeah. i don't know i'm patient i'm like i'm not like i need to be high right away like uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can I can wait like twenty minutes for the gummies to hit. Uh, this from this is a trade proposal from Cajun. Who says no? Toronto or Nashville? You get Ooh. William Nylander and Ilya Samsonov for Roman Yossi and UC Saros. Oh. oh, oh shit! Well, Nashville says no. Oh shit! Nashville says no. Nashville says no. <sighs> absolutely Nashville says no <laughs> I don't see, see why Saros Nashville would anything. agree to that yeah they wouldn't when as soon as you said Willie I'm like you're not going to turn me on this and then you did um like I mean okay well Samsonov is like he's, he's recovered he's been good the last couple of games but he's like far and away the worst player in that deal Mm-hmm. Um, you have like a perennial Norris contender, albeit on the back nine of his career, mm-hmm. and UC Saros, who's currently like a top five goalie in the league. Um, and then there's Willie, yeah, who the Preds and they're they're gonna hate this part. They got to pay him money, um, and like more money than Philip Forsberg. Uh, Nashville would never ever ever agree to that deal. Um, and that's. One of the only Nylander trade proposals I've ever heard where the Leafs, I think, drive him to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. him. He's one of the best players in the world right now. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take UC. Thanks. <laughs> uh, do you want to yeah. end on one kind of out of left field question? Yes. Uh, we'll end on this from Sketch. If you hypothetically had unlimited funds to teach science, what cool thing would you buy for your high school general science class classroom? So you were teaching science in high school. Yeah. And you could buy anything. And we're saying your budget for your science class this semester, uh, Mr. Wild, teacher of grade 11 science, you get to choose the course, the topic, and everything. Here's unlimited money. What are you teaching your grade 11 students? First off, I think I stopped taking science in, after grade 10. So this is going to be great. Yeah. Um, well, first off, it's got to be biology. Because of the three sciences offered in Ontario schools, which are physics, 
Or no, is it? It's physics, it's chemistry, and then it's biology, right? Yeah, Those are the three the wrong sciences. Wrong people. Um, if I'm teaching physics, I'm buying a Formula One car. <laughs> I'm buying a Formula One car, and we're talking about why aerodynamics and all that stuff matter. I think that's that's a, that's a really cool answer, right? If I'm if I'm <laughs> if I'm doing uh, biology. I want them. You're to just see. gonna drive it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to say this car is fast, but why? But why? Adam's just there for the zip line. Yeah. You're doing the. I think you should leave yeah. it. Yeah. You're 100%. just there for the zip line. Yeah. Oh, 100. Oh, percent I already told you I wasn't great at science. So physics. That's what I would because you because you really can break down a car by component. You could do an entire year on why is the front wing matter? Why is the back wing I matter? Think, What's downforce? I, all I that. don't think that's science class. I think you're teaching car mechanics. I didn't ask them. To you could just do that with a Honda Civic. Yeah. What are no, you talking no, about? No, you can't because they're not fast. They got to be really fast, like world beating fast. Um, you're oh you're saying God. unlimited funds. You yeah, think I'm going to buy a the Civic? The principal comes to you and he's like, a I Civic? know we gave you unlimited dollars, oh, okay. but why did you spend 40 billion? It makes a great answer on a podcast. Podcast. Let's let's you know what? Why not a Toyota Tercel? I mean, really, they're only 10 grand. What's the big deal? Um, I think I think in biology, you got to get something that's like a living biome, a human. You got to have like some sort of like really big, uh, not aquarium. What do they call it? the terrarium where it's like there's an ecosystem within it. So there's predators, there's prey and there's there's you know, there's there's features that like, you know, simulate. They already have that. Do they? It's it's called forgetting a sandwich in a locker and, and going and getting it six yeah, months later. Good point. It's, they already have Adam. That. Steve's being very critical of your I know, answer. I know what he's got to come up with. Yeah, one next. You guys go ahead. Since I'm at chemistry, I don't fucking know. I don't know enough about chemistry. Something that blows up. That'd be great. No, your F one answer is like really ingenious. Thank that's, you. That's fun. Thank you. Teaching no, it's funny with an F one car. No, I'm just picturing Adam driving it on the track at Mowat. Yeah, like our high school and, just, yeah. and like just. Absolutely flooring it, tearing it up. Line. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's here for the zip line. Those are the yeah, best teachers, uh, by Adam, the way. Every, you you stayed at work until 11.30 p.m. last night, <laughs> um, and you just drove the car. You, you haven't marked and handed back any papers in six months. Just show up. You're just, <laughs> just show, just show up. up. Uh, I, would, I would get a telescope the size of the school and put it on the roof. Oh, um cool. and i would have uh what, what what's that called an observatory mm -hmm. i would have a giant observatory and we would learn about the entire universe in space Ooh, we'd have the best space program in the region so it's like it's all a little the bit scarborough like space program mm -hmm. yes exactly like that except with none of the magic so actually not like it at all okay fair enough jesse what about you what would you do steve you thought a little too small i am teaching a space class by going to space ah unlimited funds here people unlimited funds i'm building a rocket ship oh we are going why did to i get a telescope space. you got a telescope when a i rocket just ship. bought a friggin rocket ship we're doing our class from the moon for the entire semester that is what i would do and, i like and that. Get I bring a, man get one, back to the moon get one in the shape of a dick and like don't actually go to space. Just go to like the edge of it and tell everyone you went to space yeah. with, and then laugh. Hold like on. A Je Bond Bezos villain. edging space. Yeah, I just got to. <laughs> maybe he was. And you heard his maniacal laugh on the on the thing, too. When he had did he just hat on. edge the universe? By the way, did you see <laughs> Jeff Bezos? Bezos asked space if it finished and it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Was that good for you, space? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Turns over. Did you guys see his picture, his his engagement pictures, by the way, with his... Uh, I don't want to see it. Have you seen it with the... Yes, what an incredibly weird human being. I think oh. the funniest tweet I saw about that was like, hey, my, my wife and I saw you from across the bar. We really like your vibe. Can we buy you a drink? Like, yeah, they kind of they kind of come across as that, you know, a little I bit of the swinger. Oh, you haven't seen it? So he's in a pickup truck. He's got a, pick, he's got a cowboy hat on and she is reached over... Like, so the pickup truck is facing this way and so is he and the door's open and she's reached over the other way with her arms around him like, like that. Okay. Can't Trust even me. hear you, Adam. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. No, Jeff, I don't, I don't want to see it. No, no, you not. I don't want to see it. No. I don't want to see it. We're ending well, the show. Yeah, hey. Do you, I can't hit the Do you guys button. know what, uh, what, do you guys know what Jeff Bezos recently said about himself? What? It doesn't matter what age he is. He's in his prime. Oh, Boo. All right, let's end it. It's over. Steve, have a great rest of the time. Ooh, tux the mute kit, Adam. What is that? Means thank you. Thank you so uh thank you very much. How am I I don't know that? We just had a whole half an hour discussion about languages. What? You Jesse, you've spent the last three days in Sweden. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.